Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry. Welcome back to the last episode of the Real Triathlon Podcast. Ever. For 2020. For season one, boys. It's been quite the year, eh? I would say this has probably been the best year in history. But Yeah, I think so. I think it's the best year for any podcast in history. How many podcast episodes did we actually do? I was thinking during my swim today. It's got to be at least 30, probably. Because we, we're not really doing the traditional numbering every one of them, are we? I haven't even... I just click on them. Uh, we do. They number automatically on... Um, what's it called? The old Apple... Um, Apple there. Apple Podcasts. I bet you were about 33. Because most companies are like, today, episode 344, we're talking to who's this guy? I don't care. <laughs> the same guy we talked to 16 times already. We did 46 episodes this year. 46? That's, that can't be right. When did we? Oh, so we started in February. Yeah, but remember April and May, we doubled up the weeks because of these pro trusters. We were getting all antsy in our pantsies about this thing. We're giving it. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, that's mega. So, um, so now we have a huge following now and mega billionaires. What are we yeah. talking about today, Garrick? I think you probably have a plan more than we do. So, well, yeah, some things never change, eh, boys? <laughs> that's not <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about kind of 2020 and the podcast and where it I mean, where it went, where it started from, I think we should do, we should start with kind of giving a shout out to our top 10 downloaded countries. Oh yeah. Let's take guesses. I don't even know. Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine. No, number one is definitely, it's gotta be Canada, right? It, or is it USA? It is, hold on, let me change the date here. I might win this. All right. It is Canada. Canada. To work with. Canada? Yes. Pretty handedly. By how how far is the lead? It is well over a thousand download difference. Shit. Yeah. Well, we have a million, so that's not a big difference. Well, it's enough. There's two uh, of you. So. No, Canada. So Canada is 40% of the downloads. Uh, and the States is in the high 30%. So it's close. Uh, and the UK actually comes in second, with or sorry, in third with Australia in fourth. And then we got uh, Germany closing out the top five. We got to give a shout out to uh, Mar our boy, Marius. We know he is probably downloading it every single time, like 12 times on every device okay. he owns. Who's that? That's uh, a guy who raced with uh, Garrick out sprinting to buy like a 15 millionth of a second, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a pro triathlete from Germany, long course guy. Oh, he's like the tenth best German pro triathlete, so like probably the best in like most of the countries. Why haven't we had him on on the podcast, then, Garrick? If he's your bestie, hey, that's a good idea, man. Marius, if you're listening to this, give us a shout out, and we'll get you on the podcast. Call me at nine five 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 five. Go f yourself. <laughs> don't don't call him at that number. I've tried it before. <laughs> But so seriously. we started out, so there's a top five, but we 
started way back in February. I remember some of our first episodes, Dill McNeese, um, Simon from, um, Simon and Leslie, Simon and Leslie, the real, the, the brave athlete, brave mother F and athlete. Oh man. I can't even remember some of these early ones. What was your way. favorite episode, Garrick? My favorite episode. Oh man. You know what? One I really enjoyed was right at the start of the pandemic there. And we got a ton of athletes on and we interviewed just a bunch of, you know, uh, age group athletes that we knew and Nick kind of hooked us up with a bunch of his athletes, talked to some of our guys and we talked about what their plans were going to the pandemic. I think that would be a classic to go back and listen to see maybe how they, their mindsets changed or how our perspective on even, you know, lockdown and training this year changed. Because Mm -hmm. I think at that point we, we were still thinking we were going to race in the summer or or something. Yeah. I think still doing bands for swimming. (laughs) every episode i was like oh yeah we're having a race oh i'll be the yeah, i'm racing and then basically never never happened we should go see how many times nick changed what his first race plan of the year was <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the mexico monterey is gonna happen no no the next one i was very optimistic and then also all the people for the episode you're speaking of garrick where we inter- interviewed all the age groupers it's fair to say that they are now all incarcerated so uh <laughs> maybe, maybe that's our fault <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What happened? Uh, well, I think we should ask you next, Nikolai. What was your favorite episode? Um, is it bad that I don't remember a lot of them? <laughs> because maybe you're drunk at the time. Because <laughs> I, I have got a little bit of a problem. <laughs> I just mix a bunch of alcohol with my electrolyte drinks, so I wake up feeling better. You know, apparently <laughs> that's a real thing. Like it's actually fairly common. I, I mean. I haven't heard this from a reliable source, but I've heard a rumor that it's somewhat common for professional athletes to be alcoholics. Really? Yeah. We're addicted personalities. I mean, I, I will say absolutely that probably over the course of 10 years of coaching, I've probably dealt with about 30, not probably not quite 30, but in the range of 20 to 30 athletes who've come to triathlon or endurance sports from alcoholism or some sort of addiction. So we've got those genes to just, really take it all in and never stop until we're divorced or in jail if you're a person who knows someone or has dealt with an addiction or has an addiction we should do an episode on that and how sport has helped or if you're still battling with it if it's still in sport because i think it's pretty it would be pretty tough for someone who's still training quite a bit to talk about like hey you know what i still struggle with this from time to time uh, especially because everyone's like, look at me. I'm so healthy all the time and I'm so fit and I'm we're perfect. All, we're all the happiest, most successful people on Instagram. Exactly. So we want to see the real stuff. Um, do you still want to know my favorite episode, Garrett? Yes. Uh, obviously, Nick. It was absolutely Matt Hansen because I just was like, I think that Matt Hansen's performance at Challenge Daytona fired up my whole next five years. Like just, I have his pain face just it just replays over and over again on the old, you know, Instagram feed. And I just can't stop being like, I want to feel that pain, but also be going that fast. Yeah. Yeah, That one's really good. Well, he's smart. Jackson, you got to pick one. I picked one from the start. Nick picked one most recent. You got to pick one from like the middle. Uh, The middle, you mean the exact hardest part to remember? Yeah. Like Nick, Nick only remembers the last three, including this one. I remember talking with the real, I, real deal. Yeah, that was cool. I think when we were getting into all this stuff about Zwift, when that was the only thing we could race about or whatever, uh, I did like when we got way into the details of like 
how people cheat on Swift and how power meters aren't accurate and stuff with Lionel. That was fun. Ooh, and how the weight issue amongst male and female triathletes or endurance athletes is becoming an issue of having to do public weigh-in. True. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those were fun. I mean, at the time it seemed like a big deal to be talking about Swift and doing Swift all the time. So that was honestly what helped me partly get through the year is to have something to look forward to, even if it's just a virtual race, it's a ton of fun, pretty competitive. They mostly fair. I mean, there's a lot of both, but they don't pay any money either. Don't even think about it. No one's I can't say anything about that. (laughs) uh, Anyways. Yeah. So we've had some pretty good episodes and some awesome fun on the podcast, but next year we got some, some new stuff coming. Um, I think it's fair to talk about it in just transparent motions. Yeah. I mean, we're going to hopefully bring more to the listeners and to the fans as well. Um, so we're lining up. What are we going to have? Eric, we're going to have some contests. We're going to have opportunities for people to get more involved with the podcast. A free back massage from Garrick, I think, is going to be raffled off. Yeah, that'll be about 20 bucks, and he'll <laughs> fly all the way to you for free. <laughs> we're losing money on that deal. <laughs> I mean, my back massages are, are world famous. But, yeah, boys, so in terms of the podcast, there's a lot coming coming out. So what we're going to do – is we're going to launch a membership program. We're going to do it through Patreon. It's it's going to cost you basically the cost of a cup of coffee just to get in to support us. And you can still listen to it without that. Yeah, you've got, yeah. You got so, to say that. Yeah, you, you can listen to it without it, but we are going to have a membership base. We do need to bring some money to kind of offset the cost of running this and to allow our girlfriends, wives, fiancés to let us do this podcast because it is quite time consuming i think you're speaking from personal experience so as long as one of you (laughs) buys some form of membership for us we can say that we've made money from the podcast so just make sure one of you does that you guys can all message each other and just like take turns once a month or something and we'll we'll paying taxes on it so don't worry (laughs) and it does it helps us offset the cost because this does cost money for us and it yeah it does it is time but we love doing it we love bringing it to you it's obviously not something you have to do but if you do help us through Patreon, there are some benefits. So starting this year, we're going to do some exclusive giveaways through our Patreon, which are going to be kind of our current sponsors. So it's everything that we believe in, any product that we use, we're going to be giving that back to you. And, you know, if we only got like three Patreons, there's a good chance you'll be bringing home <laughs> a lot of stuff. There's going to be some good there's some good prizes. For yeah. Sure. We're going to talk about that when we can actually release this whole next bit of news, but Garrick, what else is it within the Patreon? Cause I mean, I never heard of Patreon. Yeah. So basically we're, we can bring any sort of exclusive content to you. We're going to have monthly, we're going to have extra episodes, not so much episodes, but they're going to be live streams with us. It's going to be beers, beers with the boys. Yes. We're, that'll be, exclusive content you'll get guaranteed answers to your questions you'll be able to interact directly with us dance off pants off my pants are <laughs> off every time we do this no garrick <laughs> garrick dan- dance off sorry you weren't supposed to talk about that dance <laughs> off with our pants off you know if you hit that highest tier Nick will do it not only pantless but shirtless he'll be just stripped down to his underwear i wear pasties just to keep it very pg <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be opportunities for people to get more involved if they want to like give us a bunch of money don't they like get to 
pick a episode topic completely or there's something up there we're, we're working on it come on and be a, a host yeah you know we're working on some other stuff you guys have ideas shoot them at us it's it's going to launch in about probably about a week or so from when this episode drops so keep your eye out for that yeah if you get in that top tier you can give Garrick a haircut that yeah if, if you pay if you pay us to cut my hair I'm <laughs> totally down but i think uh, hair salon. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah you get in that top tier jack's gonna give you the old Oh, come on. You can't Eric, say that. You need to edit that for it <laughs> yeah. That's obviously so what you need to do is you need to beep it out and then you need to see what people think you said. For today's episode of actual content, um, we are going to be talking about goal setting, what we did well this year, what we want to improve upon, and yeah, what our plans are for 2021 a little bit, which we can't plan too much, but what do you yeah. think? Did I guess what you said for the topic pretty well? Yeah. So what we're going to start out with is kind of us coming from, cause we're all coaches, how we kind of structure or how we guide our athletes into making goals for each year. Kind of like maybe a suggestion you guys would have, obviously we're, we're kind of keeping this episode on the shorter side. So you don't need to give me your 10 bullet point ways of how you do it. Um, I'm, I'm prepared a slideshow <laughs> on a podcast. Great job, Nick. That's for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'll just start off one thing when I sit down with my athletes and we talk about goals for the new year is you, it's it's okay to set these reach goals, but those I like to do more like long-term in terms of like year to year, I would like for you to set a reasonable goal that is on the, you know, in that journey on the path to that reach goal and how that you're going to get there by setting the smaller goals. Yes. Yeah. So for me, you know, it could be just it's instead of a guy who's maybe an hour 30 swimmer for an Ironman saying, I want to swim 45 minutes. It's, you know, I'm going to swim four times a week this year. Or no, you just go swim at Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> Float down the river. Well, that's a really good point, Garrick. And it goes along with one thing I've heard that I thought that I don't know who made up this quote or a bunch of people probably said it, but you can accomplish a lot more in the long term than what you think, and you can accomplish a lot less in the short term than what you think. So if you want to take off 10 minutes off your swim, you probably can't do it in the next two weeks. But in the next two years, you can probably take off even more than that. Um, so that's kind of one thing that stuck with me. And it's it's rings true because so many people set these crazy goals, and that's great. But they're like, I want to do it by like two months from now, and it's just not possible. <laughs> but are they really setting the goal, or are they just talking about, I want to go to Kona? I want to go to Kona. Well, I want to go to Boston. That's like that. And that drives me nuts. Cause I'm like, man, there's so much more to the sport than just Kona. There's like a whole lifespan of things that are going to be awesome. Yeah. A lot of people just say goals, make them think that they're going to do it. But I think for the most part, we're going to focus on people who actually want to set real goals. Yeah. And actually, man, I was reading a study. Uh, so with school, I get a subscription to Google scholar. So I've been reading a bunch of just random studies, but I can't remember what school it might've been from Purdue university. They did a study and they found that people who had these bigger goals, they, when they put it out there and when they say it and repeat it a lot, they're less likely to actually attain those goals. And what they 
kind of concluded was it's because by just saying it, people got the response they desired for achieving that. And they got like a praise for that, for doing it. And it was like, well, at that point, they never really dedicated their time to it. Cause they're like, ah. like subconsciously, they're like, I'm already getting a praise for it. So why does it um, work? Garrick, that is like the best point ever because today I actually had that same thought process. Cause so quick, short story, very short. Incredibly short. Kind of like you. <laughs> I'm the same height as you by I'm slightly taller. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, so the new the Tesla Cybertruck's coming out. And I've been secretly planning and plotting to own one of those in, at the end of 2021. And I was going to talk to you about it today, Jackson. I was going to say, hey, man, next time you're around, probably I'll have a different truck next year or later in this year. But I didn't even want to talk about it because I'm so like making it happen that I didn't want to, I, I thought about that same thing. Cause I've had things in my life where I'm like, I'm going to get a Rolls Royce. Oh, I'm going to have that Rolls Royce next week. Oh, she's coming in. She's in the mail. And then like, it's totally not going to happen. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that that kind of Rolls Royce do you get in the mail? I was just, I don't, <laughs> don't even know. I ordered a truck from Carvana once and it came in the mail. Okay. Well, now why. I know why you've been working so freaking hard. Yeah. I'm trying to pay off these rolls royces but anyways garrick that was a great point um and it absolutely is true and i think more people who talk about kona and boston and it's always their driving force and it drives me really kind of to the wall um you know you've got to have processes process-based goals not outcome-based goals you know the outcome is going to be hopefully going one day but what kind of little processes you want to institute on the daily like garrick are you willing to get up five minutes early every day to eat your Cheerios. So you're not throwing them up in the pool when you have to go on a VO2 after those types of things. Honeycomb. One thing for sure. I'm going to be getting up at the last possible second for our very ridiculous set that we're doing tomorrow morning. Speaking of goals, <laughs> every, every year, a hundred by 100 is a goal to finish within the week of the new year. So that's what we're doing tomorrow or myself and I, and maybe I'll be there. Maybe Jackson will be there and give me a high five at eight K. Well, two excuses. One, I'm in terrible shape. Two, my shoulder actually is bothering me. So we'll oh, see. don't even talk. Like, I can't even. I never complain about like little niggles or anything, but it was actually bothering me today when I was swimming. So I don't want to commit to doing a hundred. And also, even if it wasn't, I'm not doing a hundred. I'm maybe do 60. That'd be pretty good. Jack, I crashed. I dislocated. Yeah. I still raced three times. It still hurts and I'm still doing it. <laughs> Suck it. I don't think it's still been taking off season. There's something dislocated. I don't know scientifically what is happening. I've been to a PT and he said, yeah, it'll be okay. Probably. <laughs> um, and it still hurts cool. two, month, two months later. Cool story. You suck. But we got kind of got off track. What are we supposed to be doing here? Goals. Garrett, you were talking about athletes and their goals and keep going on that. Uh, I was going to throw it to you guys. Do you have anything kind of to put in there? Yeah process goals, not outcome goals. Like just stop focusing on, I got to get to this championship event as your, your goal and nugget and your reason why, because it's very fickle and it, it, it can fade and, and it, it'll ebb and flow. And it's really easy to tap out, really easy to tap out when the goal is so far away and far fetched and it's what everyone's catchphrase is. So stick with the goal on the day that's going to add value in months and months and months and take little tiny chunks out over and over. And that's the only way you'll get there. Jackson's never going to be swimming with me. Let's just face it, but he can always try to be closer. <laughs> Pretty sure I beat you up the water multiple times. <laughs> it's only because I was drafting on your feet and I let you go. <laughs> I let you do all the work, but that's why you beat me. Come on. 
suck it but yes so anyways that's it take time right now see that thing that type of thing fires me up and now i'm gonna be like i'm gonna beat him <laughs> in the next race i'm gonna like sprint to get ahead of him and probably no we've got we've got sponsors who give premiums out of the water i'm going for it now i'm gonna drown you oh that's true yeah. <laughs> um jackson what are your uh out, you know very short um, and very surfaced um, opinions on that one is that you're an asshole <laughs> two is um yeah, I, I agree with that. I try not to set these goals, especially ones that could be taken away. Like you said, like if you're like, my goal is to get to Kona and then a pandemic happens, you're probably just going to not even train. A lot of people did. So um, working on just better habits like day to day. And for me, I think the, the biggest goal that I can come away with is having a purpose to every single session I do, especially in the pool, because it's so easy to go and do your easy mileage and not focus on the task at hand. And when you're not a great swimmer and you need to become a great swimmer or at least a better swimmer, and you're just in there flailing away at your same crappy stroke and not really accomplishing anything, it's just not going to help. So yeah. talk about real fast while we're on this topic, talk about your goals and how you went into Daytona and what you learned about from those goals. Yeah. That you did or did not set properly. Well, that's a, that's a good take. I'm still working on that. So we've talked about this here and there, but main thing I went into Daytona just kind of trying to focus on my race and like not worry about anyone else. And in that I kind of accepted defeat before the race happened. Um, kind of without realizing it like, okay, yeah, there's world champions, there's Olympians, there's gold medalists, there's here, these, all these super strong athletes. So I'm just going to do my thing and see, you know, what I can do time trialing on my own and not think about anybody else. And that just it really, I just set myself up for failure right away because in my mind, I'd already relegated myself to having a lot of guys ahead of me and that being fine. And that was just a huge mistake. And I regretted it, even though I probably went faster doing what I did. I just don't know because I, I didn't take that chance. I didn't take that risk when it's in a world championship level event and arguably the best race, definitely the most competitive race I've ever done. You gotta, you gotta, I guess some people would say fake it till you make it and just find a way to get in that race and just battle as hard as you possibly can. And if you blow up, then you blow up. And that's what a lot of guys did. And some people, you know, went for it and didn't blow up and they ended up, you know, in the top five on the podium in the top 10. So, and we would not have probably put them there. Otherwise, a lot of guys, we wouldn't have like, like Matt Hansen, like he believes he can win anytime he races. And that's the attitude I need to take forward. And, um, but you have to also believe that like, you can't just pretend you believe it. You have to really believe it. So that's what I'll be working on um, mentally on the mental side of racing. And I may talk to a sports psychologist or find, you know, into the of sport myself to be able to achieve that. Um, but part of it is also gaining confidence from having better training and just being more fit. And for me, the main thing for that comes from the swim and like, I need to have a purpose every single time I go and swim. So, um, that's my goal and to keep that what's, frequent feedback. Coming. What's the purpose though? Like get specific, like work on certain aspects of form. Like when you're, you don't always go in and swim really hard every swim. Like I'm happy with how I've been able to do that and do Wait, hard what? workouts. I do. So whatever. So now it's these other three or four swims a week where I'm not swimming really hard or two or whatever it is accomplishing real improvement in those swims without having to work super hard. And that's, knowing what you need to work on, finding the best ways to work on it 
and finding ways to carry it from your easy, your drill focus into your harder efforts. But more specifically, how do you get, get more specific than that? Just can I get a minute to just ask you <laughs> what people, well, the athletes I coach, they get overwhelmed and Garrick, you're welcome to answer this as well. Um, they get overwhelmed with the amount of tasks they absolutely have to accomplish at once in the water and it becomes overwhelming and then they lose focus and then they end up totally being counterproductive because they're just fighting themselves on like seven tasks at once. So how do you, when you know, you've got a couple things that are, you know, like I, I always categorize like green, yellow, red issues in the water, whether it's like a body position, a propulsion or a timing issue in those categories. So how do you focus on fixing one thing and what's most important, like for your circumstance, what is the one thing, you know, you need to think about in the water that makes a difference in your stroke or your speed? Um, good question. I'm, I'm still working on it, but let's something changes this already. Week, this week I've, I took a little bit of video, put it up on my Instagram, noticed that my left arm is pulling really wide. Um, so I'm trying to focus on bringing that a little bit more narrow and making sure that I'm engaging my back and not kind of just my shoulders and my front of my body. Um, so I'm actually holding a lot more of a powerful position. It's, it becomes easier to guide your hand in the proper path when you're using those big, strong muscles than it is when you're just kind of using your shoulder. Um, so that's what I've been working on this week. By this week, I mean the two swims I've done total since the quarantine. Yeah, whole situation. What about you, Garrett? How do you focus on one? If you've got five or six things in the water that a coach has been like, "Well, your feet are too low, your head's way jacked up." You've James got does that all the time. By you've the got way. scoliosis. <laughs> it looks like an S down your spine. Oh, and your pulling is elbow driven. You're not having good EVF for front anything. <laughs> how do you fix? How, yeah. how do you respond? Yeah, kind of like you were saying, man, I really like to prioritize hitting that low-hanging fruit right away. So, yeah. like shaving your legs. Yeah, like shaving my legs and <laughs> God. You're going to have to cut that one out or just will yeah. be fine. You're going to have to cut that out. Yeah. Um, no, just yeah. put a beep in there again. Well, and there's a big thing. One thing that I really like to do is man, I find like so many people when they swim, they have like 12 drills, all targeting different things that some coach, some random coach. And they never take them to the actual swim. It's it's like just do drills for the, for the shit of it and then never apply them to your stroke. Right. Exactly. So for me, when I get in for, for a technique swim, I will focus solely on one or two drills and I will do them a bunch of times, but I will always integrate freestyle immediately after the, the, uh, the drill practicing what that drill was aimed for. So if it's say I'm working on, say it's a single arm drill and my focus is on rotation, I'll do a 25 single arm straight into 25 free thinking about the same rotation. And I'm not switching to another drill after two doing single arm twice. I'm yeah. doing maybe like, 10, 20, 30, 50s of single arms with of 25 single arm, 25 free. And then after that, I integrate a longer, sometimes I'll do a longer, steadier swim, or I'll do some short sprints just to really force that technique in there. Or you'll use tools to, you know, subjugate a little bit more focus on, you know, less kicking because you're not having to use more oxygen to work your legs and you're more focused on head position, all those types of things. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, I've been really focusing on the snorkel actually. And that way I can really focus on just my catch in general. Oh, good. With 
yeah and then integrating that rotation and i'm pretty much in the same position jackson i really try to need to activate my back when i'm swimming i use yeah. a lot of shoulder and a lot of chest and you know like nick man i have or i guess jack too yeah he had the little fall with his shoulder but when i was playing hockey i, I have a rotator cuff that's just torn it's not there anymore yeah so that's like a big thing i can't like i don't remember exactly which one it is but what like you know I, which rotator cuffs messed up which one it is no i can't remember Jesus. He has to go do something difficult to be able to realize. Oh, yeah, it's that one. Just go lift a gallon of milk over your head and tell us. Well, well if you, if you, have, you have three. So you have four rotator cuffs. Three of them do the exact same thing. So yeah. if you one, it's not really a big deal. By the way, rotator cuff, if some people don't, maybe don't even know this, it's just the group of muscles that are basically up in your <clears> armpit. And by yeah. the way, I didn't get to talk about my favorite drill. My favorite drill is to st- hold up the wall drill and then float on my back drill. <laughs> Nick float slow, nothing. None of the even when he kicks, he goes like 130 pace. <laughs> Meters. <laughs> but anyway, I these that exact plan that Garrick just mentioned is a great way to integrate stroke improvements. And I'm gonna be doing those and trying to add also a little bit of that medium speed stuff to like get that bridge point between the easy good form and the hard swimming good form, like going a little bit of moderate and steady on the way up to doing a little bit of hard stuff, I think is important because if you just go from swimming easy with good form and then all of a sudden you're sprinting, it's going to probably go out the window. And I'll play devil's advocate here. Once you start seeing like, if you see like some improvement, like this is the hardest thing within swimming is I could coach an athlete who swims four days a week up to 15 to 25 K they see three to five seconds improvement over the course of their hundred best hundred meter over the course of six months to a year. And then some people, they see 15 seconds. And the reason that that is, is because physics and your comprehension of yourself in space, space being water, are absolutely paramount. You've got to understand how you're moving. You've got to look, listen, and feel. If you can't tap into the emotions, you're just like thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner during your swim. Like you're never going to connect the dots on why your shoulder needs to touch your cheek before you rotate and get your elbow up above your wrist before you start to put power backwards. So those are the types of things you've got to be more inclined into it. And sorry, I don't know why I went off on that. What was I talking about before that? It's okay. You're drunk. It's fine. We were talking about goals before that, but we just went into. Yeah. Let's not talk about swimming anymore. Um, Well, uh, basically everyone's goal is to improve in the swim. And what we're saying is work on your form, have a purpose and don't always just smash yourself and swim hard do things that are going to make you better. My second point is what I was going to say, and this is very important. And this is why I was going to be devil's advocate is there's no perfect stroke award in the open water. What trumps everything in the open water is power. So you have to also generate good power. And that's also part of good swim form. But if you can't swim straight, it doesn't matter how much power you're putting out. If it's choppy conditions and you completely go to shit like Jackson does every time we have it. Now I do fine in the chop. You're just (laughs) somehow go faster when it's choppy. You like take the energy of the waves that are coming at your face and turn it into forward propulsion. <laughs> Makes Anyways. no sense. Anyways, if, if those conditions destroy you completely and you lose three minutes like Jackson, then you definitely got to throw yourself into the conditions that you're going to throw me a freaking new one here, but I don't talk about any of the things that hurt your feelings. You come and you stay at my house. You leave the toilet, toilet seat up three more times. And this is what happens. <laughs> you got to pay for it. Oh God. We have ladies in this house. Oh wait. I, yeah. So, okay. Any goals? What other goals? Um, Jack, we talked about um, you. I really want to make Kona. I really want to. (laughs) 
run a sub 105 half next week. But what about goals for next year? Like all of us probably I mean, every triathlete right now is probably like, all right, let's wash our hands of 2020 and start making some plans for 21, 2021. How about, how's the mental let's, game? Let's go through. So for 2021, I want you to give me a triathlon goal, a non-triathlon goal, like a professional, <laughs> it could be a professional goal. So in terms of, it could be in terms of triathlon, but not sport performance. And then a, just a random goal for 2020. Give me one of each. Random goal. Okay, uh, that's hard. Can only count to two. Let's let's all do one each at a time. Triathlon goal. Garrick, go first. Go youngest to oldest. Triathlon goal. Okay. Well, since I've really only done one seventy point three, I think this year I want to go sub four. Nice. That'd be great. Yeah. That's a totally reasonable goal, dude. I think I think it's very attainable. I think it's like when I said I want to go sub fourteen in the or sub one fourteen in the half and end up go sub one thirteen. I think it's it's definitely within reason and it's kind of P I M P. But so just for reference, what was your time on your best half so far? Uh, so in Waco, well, obviously, so steelhead, I, I flatted and that was like four Oh five or something, but I spent seven minutes on the side of the road, picking glass out of my tires. So, Wait, so okay. You've already gone four Oh five with a flat. Yeah. I, I don't okay, know. So- it's four Oh five. It might've been four Oh eight four. but come on, give us a three fifty five Garrick. Yeah. Three fifty five. Because like, if you're going to do any race on a fast course, See, and this is important. This is maybe important too. Tell your friends your goals because if it's way too freaking easy, then screw yeah, it. Yeah. Jack, the, Jack has always ripped me a new one for my goals, saying that they're too soft every time. That's why and, we're that's why we're making you publicly shame yourself. I think Eric sets low goals so that he can crush them and feel better about it, which is also like fine because it doesn't really matter whether you say four or three fifty five. We know you're going to go out and smash yourself as hard. You're not going to go. Oh, I have two minutes to finish. I'm just going to walk. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I guess one, one goal. Okay. If you guys are going to rip me a new one for that one, one goal that I really want to do for this year, let's say is average for, sorry, for 2021 is getting that darn pool five days a week, even with everything going on. So yeah. Even if you've got to buy your own pool. (laughs) All right. So next is me. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, um, just simple have a better idea of what i'm doing every time in the pool and just focus on improving that and frequently take video and actually look at it and have my coach analyze it because if i don't actually see what i'm doing it's not necessarily going to be that helpful what do you guys have such swim problems what the hell i don't know maybe i've been trying for years and i've been the same speed for five years um all right everybody listening to this can pretty much relate to that guaranteed yeah Yeah. that's why Nothing changes until something changes. Get that tattooed on your lower back. Okay. Well, you can do Man, that. I have too many tattoos on my lower back. <laughs> okay, Nick. Uh, yeah, my triathlon goal for next year is to finish top five at my hometown race, Ironman 70.3 St. George North American Championship. Ooh. Easy. Too easy. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Last year, fifth was like two minutes behind first, I think. Maybe Doing three. it. That is me. You can do it. Yeah, Nick, you just got to finish within two minutes of me. I live <laughs> I live here, man. I'm going to be – I'll know every pebble on that course and be like, all right, pebble. I'm avoiding you. Take that guy out so next good time. Flat. All okay. right, Garrick, your turn. What's your non-try goal? Non-try goal. Um, Meet Matthew McConaughey. No? No. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to – this is actually going to sound terrible – but I want to keep my 4.0 GPA in school. 
No, that's oh. very honorable, sir. That'd be great. That's a good. You get a gold star just for saying that. <laughs> oh, now I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you've already accomplished it in my book. You're get a free pass. Oh, Jackson man. has no idea what he's going to say. I've uh, I'm right along the right path. I just got to figure out how I'm going to word it. Um, take your time. I'll cut out. Uh, mine's going to be to be more supportive and more um, take more action to help support my fiance Montana in all of her goals because she helps me so much with all mine. Brilliant. She doesn't listen to this, but you just threw up in my mouth. So yours is going to be to try to control your vomit a little better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nick's this Nick can't get can't get over how much of a loser I am for saying that. <laughs> no, that's really cute. I, I wish I was, you know, that ate up about anybody these days. <laughs> Just myself. Nick's gonna say the opposite. He's gonna be like to not lose to my wife as much. <laughs> no, you know, um everything I do is freaking triathlon related, so it's really tough for me to pick a non-triathlon goal. But Maybe it's to make more non-triathlon things happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Thanks for stealing my thunder. Um, I would. I want to do more adventure, like rock climbing or backcountry skiing, or being able to take more time off. Oh yeah, feeling, feeling okay with that. Oh man, that was. We got to go into this how this came up. So, <laughs> Whatever. So before we started, before we started recording, we we're. Uh, somehow it ended up coming around that Garrick was like, Nick didn't even, Nick never takes time off. And then he's like, he didn't even take time off after his marathon. And, and then <laughs> I was like, all right, how much time did you take off your marathon? Nick thinking that it was like two days. And days. I did say I took time off. And that it, Nick <laughs> said, no, no, I tell you how many days I took off. <laughs> and then he says, all right. So I ran the marathon on December 17th. And here we go. December 18th. All I did was a 30 minute swim and a two hour bike. <laughs> <laughs> So the moral of the story is, yes, Nick could take some more time off sometimes. I take out time off all the time when I'm sick. <laughs> Which is the whole point <laughs> is why you want to take time off before you get sick. True story. Okay. All right. So what was the other um, goal? Some I think other... it was a totally random goal, but I feel like that's what we just did. No, this is, you got, you right. got to have another random one. Yeah. So this one, it can be triathlon related, but not performance-based. I'll go first because I know nobody else is ready. Okay. Mine is to eat tacos absolutely every Tuesday, no matter what. <laughs> and you know what? They don't as long as it's in some sort of a wrapper, it's it's a taco. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, mine is to get this podcast out every week next year. Yeah. We pretty much did, buddy. Man. Yeah, we- we did well. I have a good one now because we have so many goals. We have so many goals that are professional based or like so many things coming out that are going to be big, but get I to, think just I'm going to stay with the podcast. So I think we can get it up to about a thousand listeners per episode by the end of the year, next year. Oh man. Don't give them, don't tell them how many people listen. They're going to be like only less than a thousand people download <laughs> per episode. Yeah, and most of them download probably probably most of them download every time because they like they like us. That's pretty true. Hundreds of people like us every episode, guys. This is yeah, man. We have like we have like three hundred people that are like dedicated listeners. And that's that's sick. That's every episode like varies depending on who we get. And you know what? Eventually, we're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this guy's listened to every episode based on our analytics. 
he gets a new car. <laughs> he gets right? a nice old Toyota. Right? A 76 Astro. Yeah. No windows. <laughs> as is, sold as is. <laughs> so yeah. can we talk about the team at all or do you want to wait yeah. for the new year? Okay, well, let's talk about something imminent. Let's talk Who, about the future. Who's coming to St. George? I'm here right now because it's locked down in Ontario. I don't know if I went over that, but that's the whole story. So Garrick's coming. We got the rest of the team coming, which we're going to announce very soon. It's going to be exciting. Garrick is really amped for the super nice weather because he loves the cool conditions. He's going to be out in shorts and t-shirt no matter what. And the balmy, zero degrees in the morning. Balmy 30. <laughs> um, yeah, so the team aspect. We've talked about it here and there. And uh, so first off, what is a team? It's a group of awesome people who get, to collect, get together and share a collective journey. Um, I've been on good team which i thought for the first year and the second year went shit so i learned a lot about how a team doesn't work um we start we tried to do this last year and it kind of just didn't come to fruition because we weren't in the driver's seat as pro athletes so you won't find a pro athlete led team we have our vested interests we've been negotiating our own contracts and we absolutely made it happen So why did we want to put pro athletes like us doing it all? Because, okay, let's figure it out. We've got our own vested interest in hand here. Like, let's just say we haven't been treated that well by the racing organization for years and years or really even shown to be an ant under their shoe. So what matters to us is being able to like take a stand for our sport. The PTO showed us a lot of initiative and getting behind us. So we're like, let's run a team and we've got our own, initiative we're going to have our own backs we're not going to settle for pennies on the dollar because we have value so anyways that's why we decided to do it and garrick yeah tell us I mean, on the team man one thing that's just nice is there's it's just the pros on the team too right there's, there's no director there's no outside manager there's nobody else kind of taking five, five pros and an influencer who's amazing yes so but she's professional in that she, you know, works in the sport industry and, you know, maybe her performance, she's not in the professional category, but she's probably more of a professional in some senses than, she, than some of the other pros. She does way more than we do as far as earnings. Yeah. So we, we have a lot to learn from her. Might as well announce her. So, who is our age group elite performance athlete who's awesome. But she is known on Instagram, on social media, across Central America as Flacco. No. Technically, your name is Maria no. Teresa Guerrero. It, no, it's Flaca, not Flaca. Flaca, Flaca. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he's saying it. No, it's Flaca, Flaca. <laughs> it means like the skinny one or skinny girl. Yeah, she has been on the podcast. You know her. Actually, everybody on this team has been on the podcast. Ooh, we should have made it's, people guess. Yeah. All right. So yeah, she's coming on. We're super excited. She's self-conscious about her English, but. It is really good, and you can always understand it. And we're yeah. also gonna honestly you really want to like under. I don't understand why she's so self conscious about her English. Me either. It's really good. Like she has an accent, but like that doesn't mean her English isn't good. I'm self conscious about my Spanish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's gonna be really cool. Also, to have that like she is absolutely so famous, especially in South America, and it's gonna be cool to be able to kind of reach those different d- demographics that we haven't you know been able to, and bring them into you know. It'd be nice to even have some stuff in Spanish and some subtitles in Spanish so we can actually create content that's going to be exciting for more than just English-speaking people. Um, yeah, and so as you've probably noticed, as if you're listeners, we've been trying to more, put more emphasis on you know 
women engagement in sport and you know how can we boost our just overall you know participation so that's why we wanted to make sure we had an even split on the team even though it was you know tough to find the right candidate so candidate number two who is it garrick leslie smith Leslie Smith. Yes. Out of Boulder, Colorado. We knew we had to get someone from Boulder, so I'm glad we did. <laughs> it's just like half the triathletes in the world are from Boulder, so oh, it'd be weird if we didn't get one. Yeah, within hours of St. George, too, so we can always link up. Yeah, really? She's we got some solid results. Yeah. We really need her on the team because we wanted to end on all the Boulder triathlon drama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that'll be that'll be it. That'll be it. We should do a segment like once every couple months on the show. Boulder Triathlon Drama with Leslie Smith. The Boulder Housewives of Boulder, Colorado in <laughs> Boulder. Yeah. At Rally Sport. Yeah, that's- she's going to be coming in for camp too. So is Flacca. We're going to get some awesome content. So you get to know these athletes a lot better than you do now. You probably know us pretty well, I would think. Yeah. Um, and there's one more. One more key player in the team. The, the most recent addition. addition even though the team hasn't technically been announced. But who is that? I guess Garrick is announcing all. Garrick. Kelsey Withrow. Come on down, Kelsey. You want a new team. <laughs> yeah, she's actually great friends with Flacca, which Flacca. Flacca, which is fantastic that we have a group of people where we know each other. We're all friends. We've actually all become friends just in organizing the team and chatting and planning the camp and um, I think we have an awesome vibe going personally. Um, I mean, maybe behind our backs, they all hate us and who knows, but I don't think so. So one more nugget on the team. So our goal as a team is, you know, if one of us has a great day, that's awesome. But the odds of all six of us having the best day ever, you know, there's always someone who's going to maybe have, you know, their water bottle launched across the street and get run over by a semi truck, never to be found again. So we can all support each other in the ups, downs, um, we can also create a lot of exceptionally fun, exciting content. And that's what we're going to bring to our viewers, our friends, our, our pals. We want to you know, show the real side of triathlon, what it's like to be a real influencer or a real pro athlete. And you know, there's a lot of, there's a couple athletes out there doing it right now, which we want to definitely link up with them and collaborate. So it's just about creating a really cool environment within our triathlon community of that you may never even hear about, like, what how how much it sucks sometimes to have the pressure or how we deal with the same types of stress as age group athletes and then i you know i give more credit to age group athletes sometimes than us because they do everything with full-time job and and a bunch of kids sometimes so anyways we wanted to capture all that and bring it to you with cool content drones um garrick's going to do some stunts every week he'll probably swallow a sword next week and then we're going to cover him in bees the following week and then he's walking on glass the next week so you're going to have access to all that i think he's even going to skydive without a parachute and then i think i'm supposed to put a balloon on a parachute and he's going to catch it halfway up and then land those are the things that are going to happen I feel well, like aside from Garrick's all this stuff because I'm not with you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but in all seriousness, we got some fun challenges coming up. We're gonna be going for a KOM. We're gonna be recording that. We're gonna be getting Nick is going for his local KOM, maybe even a couple KOMs around here, and we're gonna get it all on tape to some extent. We've you know we've got limitations, but we're gonna do the best we can. We might you know hire a personal helicopter pilot to get real close for us. So. That's the type of speeds we're going to be going that we'll need. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we're going to try to convince the girls to go for a QOM. 
Yeah, we will. So we're gonna have a camp here with everybody in the next starting probably what two January to at least four or five January or maybe four January to eight January <laughs> or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> we're gonna have people come in and out, but ultimately we're gonna be representing probably six or seven of the same sponsors, keeping our own identities with our own our sponsors that we've worked on. So we didn't we didn't want anyone to lose anything from this relationship or mandate that. You have to ride this bike, this setup, this look this way. We wanted to have a, a design, a logo, and similar colors or patterns, um, but ultimately still have our own identities within the sport, which oftentimes with the team, you lose immediately. Like, not no disrespect to the PVAG team I was on or even Team BMC, but like, I don't think of oftentimes the individual athletes on the team just because I just think of the colors and the team and their personalities oftentimes only shine from the person who's winning over and over and over so we wanted to make sure we still had some flair and not and it's just... our excuse to not win so that'll be good too <laughs> yeah we're just here for the experience man what does winning even mean yeah but yeah we also want to get you know we got to make a living at this so this is another way to diversify become good business people network within the triathlon community and bring more value to our sponsors yeah and huge ultimately make more money ourselves which is hard in the sport and we've got to find a way to compete so it's another way to do that. To be to be totally blunt, it's not totally only about the experience. We do have an interest in it. And that's why we own the team too. So we can actually get benefit from any kind of growth. Well, uh, and we're incentivized, right? Like if we put out good stuff and people love it, then we can do more of it and have more expensive equipment. Just like at work, you get a, you want to get that bonus. So yeah, we want to earn that moolah, that reputation. We want to be good. But not only that, like not just bringing value to our sponsors, bringing in money for us, but we're bringing value to you know our listeners, to our viewers on YouTube, to our subscribers, our followers on Instagram, because without them, there's we can't bring value to anybody else. So we need to bring value to them, to everybody following in our journey, and you know listening to us, listening to the stupid shit we say on here, but the great advice we give at the same time. <laughs> and and that being said, we should ask, what do people want? Like, what do people want to see? content videos like do you want to see more you know casual stuff do you want to see more intense training workouts like let us know and we'll yeah. try to do it because if you guys are happy we're happy and let us know through our instagram page if you can that'd be great just send us a message dm us say i want to see garrick do the cold plunge or the polar bear challenge when he's at camp and uh, we're going to be weeks. doing some kind of a cold water challenge we have that's to. that's something i can do I know. Derek will win that. Derek I feel like we have to do a no wetsuit. That's, that's the only way to really make it fair. I don't what? even. Why would you have ever assumed we would have a wetsuit in this situation? I brought a thermal wetsuit. I did too, but <laughs> I, I currently don't have possession of a wetsuit. So, well, now, of course, now you're on the team sponsored by 70. Oh, I'll get one. But yeah, but currently, December 29th, it's not 2021 yet. So I do not have a wetsuit. Don't worry, man. You don't need it. The water's only like 45. You'll be fine. I got oh, one and it's, nothing. it was like in the Husky jeans department. You can wear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. We I should probably wrap it up. Go. I don't think we really talked about much. No, we got some good stuff there. We at least talked about goals. Yeah. I think it is time to wrap her up. Oh yeah. Just like prom night. Say goodbye to 2020 and this podcast episode. All right, Peace. boys. Peace, Peace. out.
I got ish to do. Flying through the sky in my parachute. Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise. On a one-man mission trying to see it.